Hi there. Good morning. Colleen Hunt from Gluten-Free Gold, based in the Lake of Panama. Another good day, but we still have a week and a half to find out if all the measures that I've taken um, are going to help. I'm on my way to Bukete uh, to do some running around and errands, so I figured I would um, uh, do my posting before, before that, because when I come back, it's going to be very warm. Um, since originally these podcasts, uh, lives were for the business, I thought today I would, uh, give you an idea of what is involved for a foreigner to, uh, start a business in, uh, Panama. Now, if there are several ways that you can start a business, um, one of the most common ways is to marry a Panamanian. Um, if you have uh, every uh, business has a corporation, and in that corporation you have a board with a minimum of three people. And these three people, usually you have to have a Panamanian on the board. Um but I uh, have myself, my mother, and one of my uh, dear friends um, that I first met when I came down here. So I have an American and two Canadians on my board. Um, so what you have to do is uh, uh, go to the lawyer. You have to apply for a... Uh, there's uh, various visas you can apply here in Panama. Um, if you do a jubileado, which is a retirement uh, visa, you cannot work ever. But if you do, they have something called Friendly Nations. They have a list of countries that allow you to fast track, and Canada is one of them. So I used a Friendly Nations visa. So I got on the Friendly Nations. I applied for a Friendly Nations visa. And because I had a charge against me probably, I would say, from 25 years ago, I had to get permission to apply for a background check. Um, anyone getting a visa, you need a background check. So uh, that took three months to apply for permission. Now, because the charge was so old, uh, there were no records for it, and I had to await the leniency of the courts uh, with their decision that I was able to apply. Then after I got the th three-month wait for the permission to apply, I applied, and it was another, I think... Um, three or four months before I got the okay for my, um, my friendly nations visa. Then I had to apply for a cedula, which is like a, uh, a discount card for seniors. Um, well, not really everyone. It, it's like, uh, in Canada, it's a social insurance number. In uh, the States, I think it's a social security number. It's an identifying number that is used on all your paperwork. 
so I applied for a cedula. But that cedula, because I'm at a certain age, I think it's 52 for women. You're retired as senior down here. You're entitled to 25% off on meals, um, uh, drugs, uh, medicines, surgeries, um, doctor's appointments, um, travel, hotels. So I did the cedula. After the cedula and the friendly nations visa, then I applied, um, uh, for a work permit. Everyone down here has to have a work permit. So I applied for a work permit and normally they have permits that have to be renewed every year or two years or five years or what have you. And for some reason I, I got one that never expires, which my accountant and my lawyer said never happens. So now it's a year and a half past. I have my friendly nations visa. I have my cedula and I have my work permit. Now, if I want to work with food, then you have to apply and get a uh, tarjeta de Ministerio de Salud. A health card. Everyone down here that handles food in any manner has to have a health card. It's done in Spanish. It, it's uh, renewed every year. So I go down to the Ministry of Health building. You go about 4, 4.30 in the morning to get in line. And um, they open at 20 to 7, I think it is. And you spend the better part of the day, uh, the first, um, first they have to do, uh, open up a record for you. And then you have to see the dentist. Everyone has to see the dentist. And if there's any problems with your teeth whatsoever, you get that fixed before you move on. So then you have to get the paper from the dentist that says everything's okay. Um, for women, you have to get a pap smear. For men, you have to get a prostate exam. Um, I learned from the first year, it takes a while to get these, um, tests. So the month before I'm supposed to renew, I go in and do the test. So I have the results in time. Then you have to go and, uh, wait for an appointment to see another doctor there, which is either, uh, go the next day at four o'clock in the morning or wait there from uh, 11 o'clock in the morning to about three or four in the afternoon when they open up again. And you see a doctor to get um, the papers for the blood work. I think it's five or six papers of I don't know how many tests for blood and urine. And you go get that done. And all of those, um, they they check your uh, blood sugar, they, ch they check everything. Then you go back again and they weigh you, um, make sure all your vaccinations are in order. Um, then you wait for the doctor and as long as your blood work turned out, your urine samples turned out, your pap smear or prostate turned out, your dentist said everything's okay, 
then they'll sign a piece of paper that says you can get your, your card for Ministry of Health. Um, you have to do that every year. Now, the other thing, every five years, you have to do a eight-hour class. That, um, and all of this, mind you, is in Spanish. You have to do an eight-hour class for food handling. Um, I've taken the class uh, online in Canada, but this is an in-class um, thing. So if anyone is thinking about um, starting a business here, uh, you should be prepared that things take time. Uh, down here, your, uh, your license from your country is good for three months. And after three months, you have to get a driver's license here, which is it's pretty easy. But you can't get the driver's license unless you have the ID that says you're a resident. Um, so everything seems to tie into each other. Also, if you have a business that you are um, serving the public like a, a brick and mortar store, you also have to have a Panamanian on your payroll. And then with the Panamanian, uh, Panamanian you have to um, open up a contract with the Ministry of Labor and pay into their pension. So if, if, if you think about it, we had the expense of the Friendly Nations visa. We had the expense of the cedula. We had the expense of the work permit because all these all these um, cards um, had to be done in Panama City. So I had to have a lawyer that worked here but also had an office in Panama City, and I'd be going back and forth. And the, these are usually a full day. The lawyer would have someone that would uh, start in line at 4 o'clock for you, and they would pay someone to be in line so that when they got the ticket, they'd contact you and then you went down to the office, which is a really good way to do it. But it's still uh, a lot of capital that's put out before you even open your doors. And um, then you think of if you're doing something like the gluten-free baking, I was uh, uh, trying to source supplies that was at a reasonable price. And at the time that I came down here, there was maybe in the stores two or three of those uh, Bob's Red Mill cartons in the diet aisle. And then within a, probably two years later, um, the variety uh, expanded. But for the first, I would say, two, two and a half years, I could not convince someone to order bulk amounts of my flowers for my baking. So when I was baking, my, my, my flowers were five to seven dollars a pound. And people would wonder why the prices were so hard high. And the thing is, is that the prices aren't uh, the, uh, 
buying bulk improved the prices somewhat, but it's still it's still quite a hassle. Um, it took me a while to find um, xanthan gum here in bulk instead of paying, um, I think it's $13.99 or $14.99 for uh, half a pound. Not even half a pound. Um, but the thing is, is that Panama has a lot of items and has a lot of access to different ingredients. But there's the old joke that if you see it, you buy you buy as much of it as you can. Because there's no guarantee that it's going to be there again. Someone had told me that they had, I forget what item that they were looking for, but they had asked the store store person, a uh, person that was working in the store, they said, um, do you have this item? They said, no, we stopped covering them. We stopped. Um, ordering it and they said why they said because we couldn't keep it on the shelf it sold out yeah okay um uh, don't get me wrong i love living here and um it's a beautiful country and stuff but there's some i i personally have bought a lot of items here um, a lot of expensive, uh, commercial items for my bakery that I think the producers wouldn't have the nerve of selling in North America. I think that they consider it's okay to sell it in Central America, but for me to buy a KitchenAid mixer... And it uh, break down within the first two months of using it. That makes me think that um, inferior products are being shipped here. Um, I had KitchenAid mixers back home that I used every single day for hours uh, each day. And even after three or four years, they were still running smooth. I've had that happen to me twice that the KitchenAid mixers would break down within the first few months being down here. And uh, some of the equipment that I bought, I was upset about because it was made in Canada. And um, I contact the producers in Canada and they said, well, you have to deal with your, your supplier in, in uh, Central America. So uh, I think that, you know what? no matter where your products are going to go, you should take pride in making the best, no matter where that product is going. Um, I have an oven that that's from the Hobart family. And within the first six months, this is a $5,000 US, 5,000 US dollar oven. And within the first few months, the uh, motor for the convection fan fried. Like, come on, people. Really. Um, and I had to wait four or five months for the gentleman to find a, a replacement for it. And, and I phoned 
the supplier, it was still under warranty, and they refused to put, uh, answer my phone calls. They refused to answer. I had a friend uh, call and talk to them in Spanish, and they refused again as soon as they found out what it was for. So there's a lot of, a lot of paperwork down here. There's uh, sourcing materials and supplies down here. And um, getting good staff down here. But it's like everywhere. It, you, you, you take the good and you take the bad. But I really think that if you're looking to uh, uh, start a company here in Panama, you have to seriously look, as in everywhere, you have to seriously look at, at what's involved in the costs. Um, it, it, uh, it, it seems down here in Panama, um, there are some places down here that have really, really good uh, traffic. And I asked uh, a couple friends about that, and they said, down here, uh, people stick to what they've always done. So if your grandparents have always gone to that bakery, then your parents will always go to that bakery, which means you will always go to that bakery. Um, it's just, it's just what it is. So, so that's my uh, two cents worth. If you're thinking about starting a business down here, it's, uh, I got through it and I got through it with, without speaking a lot of Spanish. Um, but I'm telling you, they, they're in some ways a lot more strict with food handling than they were in Canada. And that's a, that's a good thing, right? But um, I think like anywhere, there are certain regulations and there's a certain dance that you have to do to the government. Uh, I, I was surprised when I had a friend that want, from here that wanted to go visit Canada. And I looked at what was involved, and I was amazed that there, there were so many um, rules and laws and regulations about people visiting. And then I felt blessed with the fact that Panama let me come on my passport, and I can stay here for three months with, without a hassle. That's pretty awesome of them, really. Um, uh, to visit Canada, you had to have, um, uh, a series of paperwork, uh, bank records, uh, showing you had so much money and the whole thing. And when you come to Panama, you have to have a return check, a uh, return air ticket. How great is that? Really? So, um, that's it for me today. I'm going to go get the supplies. Get that done. We're on our way to FHL soon. I think I have my hotel covered now. We're just on to the to the the food expenses now. Food and taxi. So so Colleen Hunt, gluten free gold, based in the Lake of Panama.